You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Cardinals here. Listen, real quick, Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, they're we have fun doing this every day. This is a little fun PSA. We have fun doing Locked On Cardinals every day for you on the podcast, wherever you find it. If you watch live on Twitter or Facebook, that goes without saying. But there are some podcasts that are just more fun than others. And this is one of them. Bo and I have been through this whirlwind of excitement and fun since 4.55 yesterday afternoon, doing spots, doing videos for Locked On, and engaging with, followers engaging with fellow locked on NFL host. This is one of the most fun times of the year before we hit death Valley is the wrong way to say it, but before we hit the slow time of football, if there is one, it's all grading on a curve. This is the last first great podcast of, you know, the last sector before things slow down. So thank you for being a part of it with us. Alex Clancy Bobrock, follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. We're going to do a bunch of things within 30 minutes. First, we're going to talk about the primetime amount of games the Cardinals got. If it was enough, was it enough? Too many. Spoiler alert, it wasn't too many. Number two, we're going to break down the toughest stretches and potentially the easiest stretches, if there are any, of the 2021 NFL schedule for the Arizona Cardinals. And in the third segment, you're going to have to wait. Bo and I are going to give our way-too-early win-loss predictions through the full 17-game, 18-week slate for the 2021 NFL season for the Arizona Cardinals. A lot to get to. Let's jump to it right away, Bo. Three primetime games. We asked yesterday with Chirsten Soussel, of, of 12 news here in Phoenix. Does Christmas Day count as a primetime game? They're the nightcap, so obviously that counts. 7-15 start, I think. Primetime game on Christmas. Bo, three primetime games, one Thursday, mm-hmm. one Monday night, and one on Christmas. Is it enough, not enough, or just right? I would have felt less disrespect if Roger Goodell just came over my house and spit in my face. He urinated on your shoes. Just was completely disrespectful to my humble abode. Less disrespect than the Arizona Cardinals getting three primetime games. Because we said it was the baseline. Three is the baseline. They can obviously get flexed. But when you put it in perspective like Alex did yesterday, he doesn't often do this. He's usually kind of like more uh, shooting from the hip. But the Cardinals were the only NFC West team, Alex, that you pointed out not to have five. Not to have five. The Arizona Cardinals. And Christmas doesn't count. No, I mean, it's going to be nice yeah. later in the day. I mean, at that point in Christmas, that's when you get into this weird mode where you don't even know what day it is at Where's that the point. drunk uncle coming going. from? Yeah, you don't know if you're going back to work in a day or a couple days. You're just in a haze. The presents have been open. The food's been consumed. You're pretty much you're between drunk and hungover, and then you got the game. It's going to be nice to unwind, but no, it's certainly not a primetime event. It's not like a... Saturday, Christmas, you know, night. I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't like it. I'm not, I'm not big on it. I like watching other teams where I can check out, but they have to like invest 
and ramp things back up after the just marathon that Christmas is, that should be like the finish line, my friend. Yeah, you're right. It is 6.15 local time in Arizona, 8.15 Eastern. I guess, listen, yeah, but this is a first world problem. For people that aren't traveling to cover the games, I mean, I might actually, I'm going to be out of town, so I might not be at the press box when I get credentials. Um, We'll wait for that. But yeah, listen, it's going to be a good game, and it is a primetime game. It is. We get Sunday off. Like, there's a sh- weird shift. Like, if the Cardinals play at 10 a.m., we have to put our fantasy football manager hats in the back seat and play catch-up. So that's one Sunday where you don't have to do that. Selfishly, that'll be nice. The Monday night football game is going to be an excellent one at home against the Rams. The Thursday night game is going to be a fun one against the Packers. So their primetime games, although it may be a couple less than what we would have liked, at least they're all at home. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's cool little wins like that, I, I guess. I mean, Is listen. that going to be on a banner or a trophy? At least they're at home. We got all our primetime games at home. Even though, yeah, I mean, they didn't have them. They did have the one that was flexed last year at home. It was a Sunday night game. It was an overtime thriller. It was more than we could have asked for. Incredible. I think that it really got the excitement level, like, up a few more notches than the, it already was last year. But, man... Yeah, I just I, I'm looking at their schedule right now, and I'm looking at some potential flex options. And you're really not going to see that maybe until late October. You know, could it be a game against the Niners on the road? Could that game get flexed? The division game? Could a game against the, the Seattle Seahawks on the road, November 21st? Could that get flexed on November 11th? Potentially, we'll see what happens with the Bears. It's a roster that's ready to go. We'll see if they get quarterback play that December 5th game. That could get flexed potentially to Monday or Sunday night football. I think that uh, maybe the Dallas game and maybe the the regular season finale against uh, Seattle on January 9th, that could be a game that's very important as far as the division goes. Could it get flexed? Are they doing Sunday night football in the final or do they wrap it up the previous week? I think what they do now is they do all of the games at one time. Yeah. That are- so maybe take it off the board. Yeah, yeah. because of playoff, because of playoff implications. Listen – one thing that we will not see is the Cardinals getting flexed out of a night game. It they're not going to flex you out of Christmas, so that's beneficial. Mm-hmm. The the awful act of degradation is move removing a team from a uh, from a primetime game out of it because they haven't cut it win loss wise. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, locked on Cardinals again. So much to unpack here. We've done some short videos for the Locked On uh, Podcast Network. We did what the easiest W of the year is going to be for the Cardinals. We're going to post that today. What the toughest stretch is already up on uh, Locked on Cardinals. Bo and I have both retweeted it. Um, and we have one more as well coming out. So there's a lot of little snippets. If you don't have time to watch the full 30-minute podcast or listen to it, or you find your podcast, you'll be able to watch a couple clips regarding those things that Bo and I um, have opinions on. Coming up next, the biggest, toughest stretch for the Arizona Cardinals – Bo and I talked about for about 10 minutes before we did the video on it yesterday because there's a couple different little spots in this schedule that look very, very difficult for the Cardinals. We'll talk about both of them and come to a conclusion that we both agree on next, Locked on Cardinals. But first, it's time to talk about our friends at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com makes everything easy if you're looking for car parts, paint, tail lamps, etc. You don't have to go to a chain storefront. Everything's online. You go to rockauto.com. They're a family-owned business. They've been online for 20 years. All you have to do is search, scroll, search, colors, different parts, whatever, 
It's all at your fingertips at rockauto.com. Instead of going to a chain storefront, going up to the front desk, asking questions, where is this? Where is this? Will this fit? Is this the right color? All the questions. You don't need any sort of awkwardness. You don't need to tell people that you don't know what you're talking about if you don't. RockAuto.com's got you covered from the comfort of your own home. The best part, the prices are exactly the same for manufacturers and do-it-yourselfers. So you don't get an upcharge just because you're not a manufacturer. Go to RockAuto.com, type locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com bo brock alex clancy follow the podcast at locked on az cards apple podcast slash itunes is ramping up to getting back to some sort of normalcy we had a little tease earlier this week where we saw the podcast show back up and they've since been removed again since April 22nd. This has been an ongoing battle. I promise we do podcasts every day. Check the Odyssey app. You can Google Locked On Cardinals Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. It pretty much has the same website interface as iTunes. It's so easy to navigate. Everything's up to date there. You can check it out on Stitcher. Just Google Locked On Arizona Cardinals podcast and find where the ones are up to date because there are several, several uh, different outlets you can find them on. Because um, we want you to listen. We don't want to miss out on listeners. We don't want people to miss out on our day-to-day stuff that we talk about, whether it be correct, incorrect, or somewhere in the middle. Um, there's a, a several weird little pockets of this schedule, Bo. Uh, we talked about the month of October as the toughest stretch with a little addition to the first week of November going on the road to San Francisco, ending that little five- or six-game pocket. Have you you've been looking at the schedule a little bit more? We kind of did the first video off the cuff seven minutes mm-hmm. after the schedule came out. We've had time to kind of digest this a little bit. Where do you see as one of the toughest stretches that the Cardinals are going to have to face for the 2021 season? Yeah, the one we outlined was October, right? Because you get a bunny as far as hosting the Houston Texans on October 24th. Now, I mean, the, the difficulty level... It gets a little higher. If Deshaun Watson's in, in st- the starting lineup for the Texans for that game, you know, it, it gets a l- it's it's not a, a slam dunk when it should be. They're a bad team, uh, but they always have a puncher's chance with a player of the caliber of Deshaun Watson. But you need to get a W there because just four days later, you're taking on the Green Bay Packers on Thursday night football. It's a short week. And then you've got the uh, sandwich in between that. You've got an 11 win Cleveland team before the Texans, and then you're on the road in Santa Clara taking on the San Francisco 49ers who somehow got five primetime games, which what a bunch of frauds. I I don't understand that. I mean, they were six and 10 last year. You're going to continue to wait for Kyle Shanahan to have another winning season. Only one in his four seasons. I don't know. I'll I'll digress. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals in October, that's going to be a tough stretch. Is it going to be the make or break? We saw last year, the Arizona Cardinals were able to win some games against some teams that you weren't, you're you're kind of like on the fence about it's going to come down to Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, lasting out this marathon season, which has an extra game where they fell short last year. It was at the end of the year. They've got to have enough left in the tank to finish this out because it's rough down the stretch. I mean, you're playing three potential playoff teams. We'll see how Dallas does as far as defensive side of the football. I know they invested in the draft on defense, but that doesn't immediately yield, you know, positive results for any NFL team. So Dallas, they're getting Dak back. 
you know, but they're playing three pretty tough teams. They're hosting Carson Wentz and the Colts on Christmas Day. They're going on the road to Dallas to play in the Jerry Dome. And then they've got a huge game at home against the Seattle Seahawks in the finale. I just think that that's going to be so key and they can't fall short like they did last year. They can't finish in a whimper like they did in 2020. For sure. I mean, just a little positivity towards the Arizona Cardinals with the last three games before we revert back to the the October part of what you talked about. Those three teams have question marks at quarterback. Not necessarily who's going to be the quarterback late in the season, but Carson Wentz, brand new system. He hasn't played meaningful football in a couple years. Dak Prescott just shattered his his leg. Okay, we'll see where mm-hmm. he is in week 17. Hopefully he's healthy. You're not wishing injuries upon anybody, but you don't know what he's going to be like after missing the majority of last season, rehabbing and everything. What's it going to be like? What's that offense going to be like? Is Ezekiel Elliott going to be supplanted by Tony Pollard? Are they going to be a run-first offense? Are they going to be able to utilize all of those weapons on the outside? And as you mentioned, with Sean Lee retiring, are they going to be able to trust Jabril Cox and Micah Parsons from the linebacking core as the heart of that defense? And then with Seattle, all these games are close. Seattle doesn't blow out the Cardinals. You know, mm-hmm. so because it's at home and not on the road, that's a nice little shift, a nice little change from the last couple of years where we've seen, it seems like they're always playing week 17, now week 18 on the road in Seattle. And obviously it wasn't last year, but those three te- and Russell Wilson's been unhappy. Who the hell knows? What if they start two and four and they ship Russell Wilson? Like, there have been question marks surrounding those three teams this whole offseason in varying degrees. I just don't yeah, – I, I go ahead. I think those three, three, three teams are very vulnerable. Like, they, they have the, the ability to be in the thick of the playoff race, all three of them. But as far as volatile, they, they all three of them are. I mean, as far as – Carson Wentz, 15 picks last year, tried to do way too much. Can he kind of get back to who he was under Frank Reich, who he, you know, had his best season of his career – in Philadelphia in 2017 before his ACL tear? Or, you know, is is Dak going to get back? Is that offense going to, you know, not miss a beat? Or is that defense going to be continue to be a dumpster fire and it's just going to be a boat race every game? And then Seattle, we don't know. I mean, they seem as vulnerable as they've ever been during this stretch where you've coupled Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson who haven't won less than nine games a season and continually punch their, you know, they're very, uh, you know, year in and year out, a team that's in the playoffs. So, but it, it seems like as they can get as vulnerable as it can get. But look, last year you were going up against C.J. Beathard, a third-string quarterback. All you had to do was beat the Niners at home. You couldn't do it. You were going up against John Wolford. I know Kyler Murray played only a quarter of that game. You had an opportunity to beat the Rams. You couldn't even muster 20 points in the final two games combined. They've got to play better down the stretch. And these are teams, no matter how vulnerable they are, they're going to be threats to beat the Cardinals at that point in the season. I don't care who they have or where they are in the standings. No, you're right. I mean, let's hope that the Cardinals are still relevant enough in the win-loss record for those games to matter. Like, you know, that's a win. And and quickly, I I do want to validate one of your points. I don't understand why a flat-brim hat and Yeezys equates to five primetime games. Because that's what he's, that's what Kyle Shanahan has going for him right now. The greatest stat that you brought to my attention, just because I didn't really think about it because Jimmy Garoppolo got traded there and then they drafted Nick Bosa. We thought the Cardinals were going to draft Nick Bosa. It kind of got lost in the fray. 
three out of four years he has double-digit losses as a head coach. And he's heralded as one of the genius minds in the game. And he lost his defensive coordinator. And, like, yeah. this is going to be incredible if the 49ers aren't as good as everybody thinks they are. I hope that they're 2-8 and eight and they get flexed out of two. <laughs> they're the worst fan base in America. I'm telling you, the Warriors and 49ers have the worst fan base in America. Over Boston, over Philly, over everybody. I don't give a rip. The 49ers <laughs> and the and the Warriors have the worst fan base in America. They just both happen to reside in Northern California. I digress. The Cardinals, we've talked about this, and I bring it up once a year. In 2018, the Cardinals were looked at by, looked at by other teams on their schedule as a win. Teams yeah. that scheduled had scheduled Cardinals on the schedule would put a green W on that before the season started. 2019, it was about 75% of that same win probability that other teams would put a W on. The Cardinals could not put a W on anybody on their schedule. Anybody in 2019. 2020, you thought that with the acquisition of DeAndre Hopkins, second year of Kyler Murray, first full year of Kenyon Drake, the defense, everything like that, the Cardinals could start to put W's on their schedule when they looked at it regarding other teams that they played. Yeah, They lost two W's from last year. Detroit at home, and Carolina on the road. Those were supposed to be W's for a budding team. Now they're teetering on the line of, you're looking at Jacksonville on the road, you're looking at Detroit on the road, you're looking at Chicago on the road, you're looking at Carolina at home. Those are the four, and Houston at home, as of right now. Those are the five games that you could say, you know what, those should be wins. Mm -hmm. But we don't know. They haven't regressed, but they haven't moved forward. So until we see it, there's a lot of question marks surrounding what the Cardinals could put at as W's on their schedule and what other people put the Cardinals at, whether it be W's or losses on their schedule. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's why I'm kind of like perplexed. I'm kind of taking when I, so you did the uh you did a live draft show yesterday with the uh Bird Gang Travel Club. Yeah. Tyler, right? Tyler and, and then, uh, yeah. Tyler and, and then Johnny and Blake from Revenge of the Birds, the yeah. podcast and the website. And I saw the the final tallies as far as what you guys predict their uh, final you know win loss total to be, and it was the same. It was like a Cardinals podcast group think. Like you guys had the same across the board. It was a trio of your smiling faces, and you had the same record for the Arizona Cardinals. And I was like, well, all the things that we talk about and who we believe Kyler Murray is, if if he takes a step you know, like he's done in the last two seasons or three, if you count his Heisman winning campaign in Oklahoma. Like if Kyler Murray is who we think he is, they're, they're not going to have that record. They're going to be a lot better. Like that's going to be so key for this Arizona Cardinals team. Despite what you think about Cliff Kingsbury, the additions that they made, I was kind of like taken back that you guys all felt like that that's going to be their, their final record. Here's the thing is it's more about opponents than Kyler Murray. Last year, if you go back, the reason why it's so frustrating the Cardinals finished at 8-8 eight and eight last year was because that was a last-place schedule on steroids. Look at the quarterbacks that they played last year. All the backups that they played last year. All the teams that were in flux. The Cardinals could have won 12 games last year, and they didn't. And then you look at who they played this year. These are big-boy football teams they play this year. AFC North, I don't care what you say about Kirk Cousins, that is an offensive juggernaut NFC. waiting. Sorry, NFC North. Uh, that's a juggernaut waiting to explode. They could put up 50 points in any game. 
They really but could. But their defense sucks. Right. Like the first three defenses the Cardinals face this year suck. Awful. I trust Vance Joseph more than I trust Cliff Kingsbury, and that hasn't changed. Well, but with that being said, if you're going up against a bad defense and then you've got the ability to slow down the opposing offense, I think it bodes well for the Arizona Cardinals at least to get out of the gates pretty quick. I would trust a I would trust the Cardinals defense stopping a good offense over the Cardinals offense taking advantage of a bad defense. Let me let me put it this way. Week one, week two against the Minnesota Vikings because you brought up the Vikings as a, as a as an example about how you that that offense scares you and rightfully so you got Justin Jefferson you got Adam Thielen you got one of the best running backs in the yeah. game in Dalvin Cook right if you were just to have to put your money on the quarterbacks Kirk Cousins or Kyler Murray who are you put oh, your Kyler, money on sure Kyler Murray yeah. right yeah. And I just think that that's going to be the difference. I mean, if, if you're putting these two teams together, Kyler Murray with the ability to go up against Patrick Peterson on the other side of the football, I mean, I think that the Arizona Cardinals, I, I, don't, I didn't see that the Minnesota Vikings made any moves this offseason outside of signing P2 to improve that defense, which was just, it was a folding chair all last season. I just think the Arizona Cardinals should have an advantage in that game. And I think when you have a player the caliber of Kyler Murray, that's why I'm... An 8-9 and nine record, it's head-scratching me because I think they've improved this roster from an 8-8 eight and eight season. That I think that if Kyler Murray is who you think he is, and if he takes a jump, I'm not saying Josh Allen, but if he, if he improves, mm-hmm. he had 37 total touchdowns last year. That's going to be enough to win games where you fell short plus the improved roster. The improved roster, in my opinion, is not – the growth there isn't enough – to cover the wide margin of bad team to good team opponents-wise that they played from last year to this year. And we'll see. I mean, it's close. Like, we'll go down, and we're going to do this right now. It's a good segue. Coming up next, Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, at Bob Rack, at Clancy's Corner, at Locked on AZ Cards. We're going to give our way-too-early win-loss predictions for the 2021 season. It's interesting. Bo and I are in lockstep with a couple games, and we're way off for another part of the season. It's going to be great. We'll talk about that next, Locked on Cardinals. But first, listen. The NFL's over. The NFL draft is over. The NFL schedule has been released. But that doesn't mean that there aren't other things to wager on. And Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball, NBA playoffs coming up, NHL playoffs coming up, UFC, MMA, always in the mix. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and content information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On. Again, go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Final segment, follow him on Twitter at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you to everybody who's listening. We're just churning out content on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is, it's so fun. Like, we talked, we were we were laughing before, like, man, this is awesome. Before we were doing the videos before, with the schedule reveal and everything, like, who has it first? Oh, my God, let me just crunch this before, and we had no time. 
we had zero time to really digest what was happening before we started doing the videos. And this is kind of a take a step. Okay, let's do it for the Thursday podcast. Instead of doing it too early, we're going to give our way too early win loss predictions uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. And just to touch on what you're saying about Kyler Murray, listen, I get it, but I can't help but think what we said about the offensive line last year. They were ranked very high during the first half of the season when Kyler Murray was running roughshod over opposing defenses. When that stopped, so did the offensive line output. And it, there's a direct correlation. Just with wins and losses, all of that stuff with Kyler Murray predicated the wins and losses was him running the ball. And I know mm-hmm. it's not just that, but that's broken plays that Cliff Kingsbury called where Kyler Murray just took, the, took it into his own hands. And yeah, we'll see more of that next year, but you'd like to see a fully functioning offense where he doesn't have to do that out of necessity. There's got to be a middle ground there. And we've seen, we saw both, we saw polar opposites last year, and it, it directly correlated to wins and losses. So that, that's all I mean by that. I know that he's going to take a step forward, and hopefully they get more wins than what I slated them as. So let's start week one, Bo, at Tennessee. Do you have a win or loss? Yeah, I think uh, this is actually where I give a little edge to Cliff Kingsbury, having the ability to game plan the entire offseason for an opponent. I thought that he did pretty well as far as the season opener against uh, San Francisco last year. He's got the full bag of tricks. And uh, you've got Tennessee who is trying to, you know, I don't like their defense. They've got Arthur Smith, their offensive coordinator who exited to Atlanta. Even though their offensive game plan, it's, it's pretty simple, right? Give the ball to 22. Give it to Derrick Henry. And I think the Arizona Cardinals, the front seven, it's going to be improved. Can they slow down Derrick Henry? Can they maybe make this Tennessee team one-dimensional? I think they have the ability to do that. Tennessee benefited from a lot of wins and shootouts last year. They struggled with teams to beat teams like the Houston Texans last year. They had some bad losses last year. Um, I think that, you know, the Arizona Cardinals have the ability to win the game on the road to open up the season. I've got that as a win. Okay. Uh, I thought about that, and I also thought about two years ago when Cleveland was the hot team and Tennessee went over there. I think it was Marcus Mariota. or I don't even know if it was Marcus Mariota or Ryan Tannehill at that point. And Tennessee took care of business, beat beat Cleveland. Cleveland was like a seven-point favorite. And I could see that happening as the Cardinals being Tennessee, where Tennessee's the hot team coming off the playoffs over the last couple of years. I still have it as a loss, and it's not because of Derrick Henry. It's because of A.J. Brown. We did this. We've talked about this a bunch, that the wide receiver ones are going to be the problem for the Cardinals this year with the cornerback room is currently constructed, unless the young guys can take a step forward and Malcolm Butler can show that he hasn't lost a step or two. Is this is this going to be a Caleb Farley revenge game for the Arizona Cardinals? Did I tweeted it out. He was, the, he was the first first round pick that was signed to his deal. It's clear that the in Nashville they believe that his back's okay. He goes uh what in the twenty what twenty third was yeah. it twenty third twenty first twenty second twenty third something like that. The Tennessee Titans. Uh, I mean, the one thing I will say as far as AJ Brown. Malcolm Butler is very familiar with AJ Brown. They yep. went up against each other in practice every every week last year. Yeah, I think he's Malcolm got Butler seven or eight years on him and eighty pounds and seven inches. AJ Brown is DK Metcalf without the without the uh, spotlight on him. AJ Brown's an absolute country? machine. Yeah, I put it is on, dude. Autumn Thunder, bro. We had a radio station for two more days. Uh, okay, so I have that as a loss. Okay. Okay. Week two, I will take this one first. I will take. Okay. The, I, I say this is a win. I agree with you. I think this will be whatever the over/under is. Hammer the over. 
because this is going to be an absolute shootout. I think the Cardinals win pretty handily because the Cardinals' defense is better than the Vikings' defense. But this, if it's going to be ugly in Tennessee, I think this is Kyler Murray's welcome, A.J. Green. Welcome back, DeAndre Hopkins. And uh, go get go get a 30-burger against Minnesota with a W. Is, is it a rough day for P2? Is it a rough return? It's been a rough two stuff. and a half years for Patrick Peterson. Let's keep it on brand. <laughs> Arizona Cardinals, I think they win this game. Uh, let's go. I mean, it, and it's pretty much for things I outlined. I, I, you see a lot of padded stats from that Minnesota offense. Uh, obviously, they have weapons. Obviously, if they get a lead, they can they can hang on. They can um, just pad it. They can take the air of the football with Dalvin Cook. But, you know, their big problem is they go down early and they got to fight and claw to get back. The Arizona Cardinals, it's going to be important for them to get up early in that contest. Week three on the road, Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence, Jacksonville Jaguars. We've been kind of preaching this pounding table. You want to face them early. Right. And that's what they've got here. And I think that that's a W. So I've got them. Look. Call me a homer, whatever you want. 3-0 and out of the gates. Like I said, terrible defenses out of the gates. I think the Arizona Cardinals, at least early on, they're going to have their offensive game up to snuff enough to take care of business. Yeah, you're married to Marge at this point. Uh, you know, with I have this as a win, too, and I agree. Like, we, we're, we're lockstep with this, that you want to see them early, and you'll have two games of NFL film to watch on, on Trevor Lawrence. You don't want to play in week one because you don't know. You know, but week three, you'll get a couple weeks worth of film. You go there, you go to their house. But I think on paper, the Cardinals have more talent, 1-53, to than the Jacksonville Jaguars do at this current state of that organization with Jacksonville. I take that as a win as well. Moving forward, the Rams on the road week four, Bo. Loss. Yeah. They, they, they can't get the Sean McVay monkey off their back. Mm-hmm. And it, it is. This is one of those games where we saw it late last year where it's going to be a battle of wits. And McVay has the edge over Kingsbury. He's actually in between his ears, you know, each and every time they play. I, I actually don't have it, and this is going to be a spoiler alert. I don't have them beating the Rams, still beating McVay, the, even in this season. Yeah, death taxes and losing to the Rams. That's what we're looking at yep. here with the Cardinals. Until things change, Cliff Kingsbury is the B of Sean McVay. I will take that as a loss as well. Week 5... 49ers at home, Bo Brock. It's a win. I have this it's too. It's a win. Yep. The, and this, this should be a game that Cliff Kingsbury has circled on his schedule right now because this is going to be a makeup to the la- the loss in Week 16 last year. You got to take care of business. You got to win at home. I think you have to win two of your three division games at home to really have a shot to play in the postseason. Absolutely. I have it as a win as well. If you want to get to Sean McVay's level, you have to beat the boss that is Kyle Shanahan. And if they can do that early on at home, it would be a nice start for this team. So you have them starting 4-1, and one, you maniac. Going on the road, week six to the Browns. It's like the March Madness bracket where you have your final four, and you're like, how the hell did I get there? Start like- over. Um, <laughs> so going to the Browns, it, at yeah. least it's in. at least it's early-ish. Yeah. to where they're not playing in the frozen tundra on the lake. Uh, we both had this as a loss. It seems like they're just outmatched at this point talent-wise. On on offense, definitely it's a little bit closer on defense, but I would say the defense has them. They're just younger and faster than the Cardinals at this point. Um, all the all the defensive weapons. I, I love what the Browns did this offseason. I'm not a big believer in Jadavian Clowney, yeah, but same. You, you add him to the mix of guys and their draft picks. They get Gregory Newsom from Northwestern. They get the kid, JOK, out of Notre Dame late in the second round. I mean, and then 
you know, with with the Clowny edition and what they already had in place. Here's the one thing. And it didn't happen a lot at the end of the last season. If you can get the Browns out of their offensive game plan, if you can make Baker Mayfield try to beat you with his arm, that's how the Arizona Cardinals can win this game. But, you know, by then they should be getting dialed in offensively and it should be a heavy dose of Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. And that I don't think that bodes well for the Cardinals. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what defensive coordinators do when you know that their first and probably second option are running the ball with Kareem Hunt yeah. and Nick Chubb. Like, if, if Vance Joseph can put together a package with the linebackers, we'll find out about Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins, their run-stopping ability through five weeks at that point. We're going to find out a lot about both of these teams before they play. If Cleveland is a potential juggernaut that we saw at, you know, at times uh, last year or not, but we both agree it's a, it's a loss. Quickly, week seven, Texans at home win. 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 It's not the most winnable game on the schedule. We point out there is more win- one more winnable game, but I think this is at least the second best layup of the season. Agreed. Week eight, Thursday night, short week. This is the only time in the eighteen or the seventeen game schedule that the Cardinals have back to back home games. Sunday yeah. against the Texans. Thursday night football against Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I I have this as a win. I, Aaron, there's a couple of things that Aaron Rodgers doesn't like. Let's just say that Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. There's a couple of things yeah. that Aaron Rodgers doesn't like. One, he doesn't like being out of his vacuum bubble where everything is going right. So if the Cardinals can put up some points early and make Aaron Rodgers actually you know, sing for his supper, then mm-hmm. that's, that's a way to get Aaron Rodgers off of it. And number two, he doesn't like getting smacked in the mouth. And this pass rush should be able to circumvent a David Bakhtiari on an island offensive line and smack Aaron Rodgers in the mouth. So I have this as a win for the Cardinals. All right. This this is how that happens. And I have it as a loss. But because I'm skeptical because of you have to win big against Houston to where you can rest guys like J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones, your older, your 30-plus pass rushers because they have to be fresh to get, to get, get after the quarterback on Thursday Night Football. I think there's just too much firepower. I was in there last time Aaron Rodgers played at State Farm Stadium where he had the back-to-back Lucky. Hail Mary completions. It was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. He's like a he's like Michael Myers. The guy, you can't kill him. But I think I, I think if Rodgers comes back, it's going to be a too too much offensive firepower, too short of a week, an older defense outside of Simmons and uh, and and uh, of course Zayvon Collins. I think it's just too much loss. So they have extra time. They have extra, you know, they have an extra long week ahead of the next week where they go to San Francisco. A little fun stat. The Cardinals have not won a game after a Thursday night game in Cliff Kingsbury's tenure. It's only been two, but they're 0-2. So going up to Levi Stadium, Bo, who do you have? What do you have with the Cardinals going to the 49ers in week nine? Advocate the Arizona Cardinals splitting with the 49ers on the season, and I think they get the win at home earlier in the season, and then they lose on the road up in Santa Clara at Levi's with the bad turf. Who knows what kind of uh, – that's what's going to be key about this Cardinals team is because we know about the age. How are they going to do before the bye week in week 12, you know, as far as just uh, health-wise, as far as what's going to be left in the tank with these older guys? I I think it's just going to be a loss. I, you know, I'm not a big believer in the Niners, but at the same time I think that they're capable of, of winning consistently – in the NFL, I mean, but we'll see. If maybe they come out of the gates and they get ravaged by injuries, uh, maybe Nick Bosa didn't get back to where he was playing his rookie year. We'll see. I, I just think I'm going to give the early edge to the Niners at home. Yeah, agreed. Uh, this could be Trey Lance, could be Jimmy Garoppolo. We don't really know at this point. 
Uh, yeah. Who would you rather by that point? Uh, probably Trey Lance. You know? I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo eats the Cardinals up when he's healthy. Yeah. This is Sam Houston State. This is the Arizona Cardinals in the NFL. The Trey Lance hasn't seen, like, a legit NFL defense. So if that's one of his first starts, it, you know, that would be a great advantage for the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurtsy. It's kind of a Jalen Hurtsy kind of feel where, like, what the hell, what are we going to see? Jalen Hurts yeah. didn't throw the ball very well, but he was effective with total yardage when he played the when the Eagles came uh, to town last year. I have it as a loss as well. Week 10, this is something where I differ. This is a home game. I have this against the Carolina Panthers at home as a loss. This is a Cliff Kingsbury loss. These are games where you look at the NFL schedule and everybody's looking one way and you look the other. And it's like, huh, maybe it's not a foregone conclusion that 53 grown men will come in and just accept a loss like everybody's giving them. Christian McCaffrey's really good. Sam Darnold is a better quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater. He has a higher ceiling. Let me say that. He has a higher ceiling than Teddy Bridgewater. We've seen flashes of Sam Darnold shine. And with the offensive line that's much improved because any five bodies that are alive would have been better the offensive line that he faced that, that he was behind last year. I see this as a disappointing loss that you're going to look back at in week 16 or week 17 when they're vying for a playoff spot saying, man, if they would have taken care of business at home against Carolina, things would look a lot different right now. I was a big believer in Matt Rule early on, but I'm, I started. I saw the comments from Teddy Bridgewater about their practice habits. I think things are starting to change. And also, I think that Sam Darnold is like the next Joe Flacco, like where he's he like statistically he's been like a 30 30th ranked quarterback when he's been healthy. It, it hasn't been pretty. Uh, I think at this point in the season, and this is what happened with Carolina last year, things really weren't in a good place. The Arizona Cardinals have the advantage of playing them at this time. This is where I have them stop the bleeding before this game. I have the Arizona Cardinals dropping three of four. I have them getting back on track with a win at home, avenging last year's terrible performance against Teddy B and uh, and winning this game. All right, rapid fire for the last six weeks as we've already gone 20 minutes over. Uh, Holy. At, at at Seattle in week 11 before bye week, Bo. This is very similar. Like They, they had the, the big game against Seattle before the bye week last year. I think this is a good point for the bye week. They can kind of leave it all out on the field and get healthy over the week that they'll have off. But I still have it as a loss. I do. I think app, even though it's been, you know, history would tell you that they've played better up there. I'll still take, you know, traditionally you're on the road. I think they lose this game to Seattle on the road. I've got them beating them later on at home, though. Yeah, I have them uh, winning this game. Uh, the forty, the Seahawks are in flux. Every week goes by. There's going to be more question marks surrounding how much Russell Wilson wants to be there. They're not going to start the way they started last year. I have it as a win. By week 12, couldn't come soon enough. Week 13 at Soldier Field, I have this as another Cliff Kingsbury loss, a game that they should win regardless of who's at quarterback. I don't trust Cliff Kingsbury, who hasn't won a game coming off a bye in his two years as head coach for the Arizona Cardinals. I see that trend continuing. Loss at Soldier Field against the Bears. They might be having. They might have an interim head coach by then. I I don't know how it's going to go. Matt Nagy is on an absolute hot seat. Yeah, we'll see what happens with the quarterback position. They haven't done a whole lot to improve that roster. We know what they can do defensively. You mentioned Roquan Smith earlier this week. You mentioned, you know, obviously you've got Khalil Mack, but there's there's not much as far as you know the defensive secondary is concerned. I know they still have Eddie Jackson, but we'll see. I, I think the Arizona Cardinals, you know, on paper, even at this point in the season. They're going to be well ahead of the Chicago Bears. I think it's a win. All right. Moving on. Home 
Monday night football against the Los Angeles Rams. You know who the head coach is, Bo? It's Sean yeah. McVay. It hasn't changed since yeah. earlier in the season. Win or loss, week 14, I think, at home against the Bears or against the Rams. Would, the, would this put McVay at 10-0 and in his career against the Cardinals? I believe it would. At least. I can't, I can't, I can't go against it. I think that McVay continues to have the Cardinals number. I said it earlier. I think they get swept again by the Rams this season. Agreed. Week 15 in Detroit. Bo, why don't you the tell game. people what we think about this yeah. game? This is the Arizona Cardinals slam dunk win of the year. You know, Dan Campbell and his uh, amazing ability to win the press conferences with his outlandish you know, sayings, how they're going to cannibalize the rest of the league. They're going to scratch, claw, bite, kneecaps, and then bite again. By this point, that's going to be played out. This team's going to be beaten down by December, and they're just going to be ready to hit the golf course. The Arizona Cardinals are going to take this win easily over the Lions. I know that uh, the Cardinals are 0-3-1 against the Lions in the last couple of years. I know they've got Jared Goff, who's had a lot of success against the Cardinals as well. Uh, but still, it's not going to be enough. This is one of the least talented teams, rosters in the league. Cardinals need to win this game in December. They will win this game in December. Jared Goff is the king of dumb face now that Eli Manning has retired. That will not be enough to overcome the Arizona Cardinals offense, regardless of how good the tight end is in Detroit. Agreed win on the road week 15 at the Lions. Colts week 16, walking into winter wonderland in Arizona. I have... The, Carol, uh, the Indianapolis Colts falling to the Arizona Cardinals in prime time. This is just one of those games that's going to make Steve Kime not want to fire Cliff Kingsbury if he's still the head coach. It's like Herm Edwards beating Michigan State two years in a row, inexplicably on the road to kind of take Arizona State football to another level. This is going to be like, well, he beat Indy at home in week 16 on Christmas. You can't fire him. It's a win for the Cardinals. Yeah, we'll see if Carson Wentz is still the quarterback. Yeah. We'll see how that little project goes, if he's still in there and he's struggling. Uh, bodes well for the Cardinals. Can they create a bunch of turnovers? I mean, there's going to be a little present underneath the tree for the Arizona Cardinals fans on Christmas Day. Hopefully, it's, I've got it as a W against the Colts. Week 17 at Jerry World. Bo Brock, yeah. win or loss? I expect Dallas to bounce back after last year. That was rough. I think they're going to be improved. They're going to be in the thick of the NFC East as far as that race is concerned. This is going to be a big win, big game for them and win, you know, at home. Uh, they, they've got a bad taste in their mouth from last year. They, they're going to get this W against the Cardinals, unfortunately. Agreed. Uh, it's Listen, part of me wants to see Dak Prescott succeed now. You know, it, it's weird. Like, I didn't, I, I didn't think he was worth it. I didn't think he was worth the money until he snapped his leg, and now he's getting better. It's like a, a comeback story, and not so much, oh, he's the Cowboys quarterback. But, yeah, I think they take the W there. Week 18 at home against them. Pesky Seattle Seahawks, Bo, win or loss. It's all about changing narratives. It's, it's improving from last season. They get the win at the end of the year. They punch their ticket to the postseason. They win their 10th game. They beat Seattle at home. They take advantage of, you know, the unrest, the dysfunction that's now going on in Seattle. They take advantage. I, I mean, the NFC West is going to be decided in the last couple of weeks mm -hmm. of the season. You know, could 10 get it done? I, I don't know. I think it's probably going to be like 11 or 12. But still, if things are going to be kind of in the balance here. And the Arizona Cardinals, I think they make their, their way to the postseason with a win at home against the Sea Chickens. Regular season finale. I have it as a loss. I do think this is going to be playoff implication-laden game, and it's going to be going on as uh, 
the same time with another wild card spot, I think nine wins gets in. Like, I know that there's only one extra game, but that's a lot. What is that? Eight, you know, uh, one, 32 extra games on the schedule. And that leaves more room for ties, which we've seen a lot more of. And it would sound dumb, but there's a couple games. Like, look at what Philly did last year. Philly, if Philly didn't tie that game against Cincinnati when Doug Peterson decided to punt on fourth and eight from nearly midfield to tie the game, they wouldn't have had a chance to win the division later on in the season. So I think ties will come in more into play. I think nine wins is going to get it. The Cardinals will fall in Week 17 to Seattle. Bo has them at ten and seven. Ten and seven. I have them at eight and nine. We'll see what happens. Uh, we may get fired for going so long today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Locked on Cardinals. It was only ninety-seven minutes. It was only forty-two, but it was long. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was long. It's gonna be forty-five. <laughs> 